Welcome to the Thrive Podcast, the place where you will get to know inspiring real-life women who dare to do the uncommon. They embrace who they are in their life's purpose, and most importantly, they thrive because of it. I am Olga Mueller, a personal success coach and speaker, passionate traveler, and unshakable believer that everyone deserves to live a life they love without ever having to feel guilty about it. Each week, I will introduce you to powerhouse women from all around the world to show you that you can create a fulfilling life you love, no matter the circumstances, personal history, or topic. Me and my fellow ladies are here to bust your fears, your feelings of guilt and shame, and boost your confidence to a whole new level where you are finally able to see that I can do it too. Get ready to dare, embrace, and thrive unapologetically with us. Let's do this. So welcome everybody to a new episode of the Thrive Podcast. Today I'm so happy to introduce you one of my dearest friends. Uh, her name is Zeev. Uh, she has a master's degree in industrial engineering, works as a product manager, and I'm happy to introduce you to her today because I feel that <coughs> she represents so many of us in so many ways. Um, she, last year, she did a, a journey or a trip around the world where she just quit her job like <laughs> easily and uh, just followed what her desires basically told her. Um, and so I'm so happy that we have a person who's living, let's say, a life that many of us share in a corporate in a corporate world um, with the ups and downs that we challenge. And um, that we have somebody who can who can take us a little bit behind the journey that allowed her to come to a point where she can just easily say, you know what, I just quit. And I just do whatever I want. So welcome to our, our show, Zeev. I'm so happy to have you. Hi, thank you. <laughs> Sounds amazing yeah, to hear from someone else. <laughs> yeah, it, it <laughs> yes. is amazing. Because, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. I think so many of us have this dream where either we want to do specifically like the same thing. Like, I know so many people who are like, oh, I would love to, you know, just travel, just to travel the world but they have this corporate job that pays so well and uh, that makes them feel so secure um, where they don't have to oftentimes even put in a lot of effort let's say to um, hold a certain standard or people who you know are, are like yourself in a corporate job but they would love to do something completely different but they just feel this fear and something like holding them back and where they just can't give themselves the permission to just say you know what screw this I'm just going to give it a shot and um, I'm just going to do it so yeah that's true because when I told people okay I quit my job especially colleagues uh, they told me oh wow that's amazing I would also like to do that but and to my mind this but doesn't exist these boundaries people are talking about this is just in your head you always can do that even with kids you can travel I've seen this even when you have a house I mean you can rent it you can sell it and furthermore I mean I live in Germany what shall happen here this is one of the best countries to my mind when you come back you have a great social system so these are just boundaries in your head so yeah I totally agree But <laughs> it's much easier said than done, right? Yeah, yeah so, true, true. Um, 
So, but that's why it's even, that's why I'm so excited to have you today because we already had also a number of people, you know, who are starting out their business, who are achieving other, other goals. But this is for me, like, let's say probably for most people, like the first step that we need to take, that we need to give ourselves permission to start out on a journey that really takes us then to where we want to go. And so why don't you just give us a quick, you know, recap of how this, uh, let's say, opportunity traveling around the world just really happened? You know, how did it happen and and what did you actually do? Yeah, uh, it was like this. I always like traveling, um, but if anybody will tell me, Three years ago that I quit my job and uh, traveled around the world, I couldn't believe it um, because I said, no, I mean, this is risky and I have a good job with a great salary. Why should I do that? And I mean, I can travel already a lot, but I was not really in a healthy relationship three years ago. And finally, we broke up and then... Um, I traveled almost each weekend. And before I planned all these trips, I thought, oh my gosh, it will be quite exhausting to do that. But it was like this. On Friday, I went to the airport. I flew to this new destination to meet friends or family. And I came back on a Monday or on a Sunday. It depends if it was a long weekend or not. And it, it was so great. I was so energetic. And I couldn't wait until Friday. Mm. Uh, to be back at the airport, to be at another place in Europe. And then I, after, I did it for two months. And after these two months, I realized, oh, my gosh, I would like to do more. These 30 days of vacation you have per year are not enough for me. <laughs> I mean, this was in general, always like this. And I thought, why not do that? Um, because my job is safe and I'm pretty good because um, I have this job since 10 years and I also got the feedback from colleagues and my, bo and my boss. And so it was in my head for approximately two months roundabout. And then I talked with my parents about it and I was a bit excited about the reaction. I thought, oh, maybe they will say, okay, another crazy idea of you. <laughs> But it was the opposite. They said, do it, do it. Because you were most of your life, because I finished my A-level, then I uh, started uh, studying, then I finished it, um, I was 23, I got my job and I studied at the same time, mm. so I worked really, really hard in my life. And my parents said, you deserve it, you didn't do anything else up to that point, and um Then they called me maybe 10 minutes later again and they said, okay, we will save some money for you if you need it just in case, but quit. You really deserve it. And wow. that was a point of moment I realized, okay, I will do that. And then I went to my boss and he was not excited as I was. Can, <laughs> I, can, I, can I just say yeah. at this point, it's like, so I, I believe like this is such a rare gift to have parents who say like, mm -hmm. Hey, you have a crazy idea. Yeah, you want to quit yeah. your job. You know yeah. what? Go ahead and do it. We fully support you. I think like the average parent would say like, are you fucking out of your mind? What yeah. the heck are you doing? You're going to lose your job. You don't, you're not going to have the income. And so I love the fact that your parents were so supportive about that. Yeah, I 
it was amazing. I mean, to be honest, I have a lot of luck with my parents. They always supported me. I mean, they are working class. So I was the first one who has an A-level and who studied. And it was always important for them that I have a good education. It was not necessary for them that I study, not at all. It was just that they want to do the best, go out and have this feeling, okay, this was all I could do. Nothing more was possible. Um, and they always supported me. And I also lived abroad for a while in China and Russia and um, also far away from my hometown in the south of Germany. And they always supported me, although it was hard for them on the other side because we have a strong relationship mm -hmm. and we are really, really close. So it was not easy for them at all. Um, but they said, okay, do it because you really deserve it. And we are so proud of you. But I know I have a lot of luck with these parents. Yeah. But I think like also the point that you just mentioned, and I want people to really take that in when, when your parents said, uh, do what's, you know, we want what's best for you. Yeah. And yeah. when people hear this, like, it doesn't matter if your parents say that to you or you just really need to ask yourself like what is the best for me the best doesn't always mean you know to have to be like the overachiever at all levels to have the best uh, education to have whatever the best job whatever that might even be like what is the best that's like very you know subjective to any kind of people but really to ask like you know is pursuing this career going to be the best for me or is taking a time out for me going to be the best thing for me right now so i really like to emphasize that so people really you know um create more awareness around what is really best for you yeah and uh, as i told you before i mean three years ago i couldn't imagine this at all and i was not happy at all and the best thing was that i broke up with this guy and It almost took me one year to overcome this relationship. And then uh, I also thought I deserved to be not happy because not everything in my life was good. And of course, I did some mistakes and I thought, okay, I deserve this relationship, mm. for example. And um, I was always nervous and I couldn't be alone. And this was quite difficult for me because I realized that it is like this, but I didn't know what to do against it. And... Um, Then I realized, okay, I like this traveling, meeting people, uh, sharing your experience. And this helps me to, to learn something about myself, especially mm -hmm. when they are from different cultures. And uh, therefore, the reactions of people were quite interesting because there were people who said, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. Do that. Uh, it will help you a lot. But there were also others who said, oh, my gosh, how can you do that? You will lose this great job. How will you do that with your flat? And are you sure you won't be lonely? And what if you have an accident? What will happen then? There were people who were just crazy and they said, guys, it's my decision and I like it. Why do you talk like this to me? Just be happy with me and whatever, which doubts you have in your mind, keep it for yourself. I don't want to hear that because maybe it will make me nervous and I need this right now because I feel good, but I think it can be a bit better and I deserve it after these last mm. two years, three years in a relationship. So... How did your how did your boss react? Or actually, how you said like you were traveling and then you were thinking about this for two months. 
And then how much longer did it take for you to actually get to the point of like, okay, I'm going to quit the job, quit it, and then leave. Ciao. Yeah. So it, I started traveling, I think it was in April or May. And then I think it was May, then until um, July. And I realized I really, really like this and I would like to do a bit more. And I thought, okay, my job is safe because uh, we were searching for colleagues, but it was too difficult to mm -hmm. find one uh, who has um, all the experience we are looking for and I thought okay I think I can ask for a sabbatical but not for one year I decided because that's too long uh, in this position and I thought also for myself it's a bit too long maybe I will be bored after six months of traveling and I think I will also miss my family so six months was the minimum the maximum for mm -hmm. me um, so, and I was thinking about it for additional two months. Okay, how can you do that? And I was reading um, blogs and um, also listening to some podcasts and I did some online research. Okay, what do you have to do if uh, you do this sabbatical? And when you come back and uh, which insurance do you need and all these things. And then I, I did that for two months and I really liked it, especially when you watch these movies of people <laughs> doing that and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I think I would fit in this location very well. <laughs> I should do that. So there was one morning and I think there was a specific day, but I don't know why I chose this one. Mm -hmm. I decided, okay, now I will go to the office to my, of my boss and um, I would tell him. And I went in and said, hi, um, I have this idea. Um, of a sabbatical because you know I love traveling and um, right now it's quite tough here and I think I need a longer break these 30 days are not enough for me uh, and he said uh, no I don't think so um, it's not a good idea this was his reaction and he said okay and he said okay how long uh, do you want to travel and I said uh, for six months and he said okay uh, six months is not possible in your position uh, what is the minimum you need to travel and I said okay five months it's awesome <laughs> <laughs> and he said okay I was thinking about one month and I said one one month come on I mean then I just can drink a coconut and I need to fly back that makes no sense at all and then he said okay uh, let's do like this we both overthink it and we meet again in uh, one week he will discuss it uh, with HR mm -hmm. And I should also think about it. And But I told him, believe me, boss, um, this was not a one-night decision. It was not that I woke up this morning and decided, <laughs> okay, I, I would like to do this sabbatical. Uh, I already had this a longer time in my head. But sure, I give you one week uh, to think about it, but you should think more about it than me because the decision for me was made. And then one week was over and he didn't talk with me about it. Then mm. it was one and a half week and I thought, okay, I, I need the decision because uh, I already had a date. It, it was in um, September, round about August, September, I told him. And I, I knew that um, I have, when I quit, I have to work for additional three months. And I told him a bit more in advance, but my plan was to start in January. Mm. Um, so I gave him an additional month uh, for it. And he said he really, really appreciated it. And um, I told him, okay, what's your decision? And he said, no, HR said it's not possible. Oh, yeah. Okay, then I'm sorry to tell you, I will quit. 
uh, and he said, what, really, are you sure about, I mean, you have a great job, think about the economy, so he also started um, to see all the boundaries I have, and I thought, sorry, I'm working since 10 years, and I'm really, really good in my job, and I think I will find easily a job, furthermore, I can also start in another city. It's not important for me to be back in Berlin. Um, and so he said, okay, then decision made, but really, really think about it. And I said, okay, you have to think about it, but not me. So one week later, I went to HR and I gave them my paper that I uh, will quit. And they said, oh, it's such a pity, um, the head of HR. Uh, and I told him, yeah, but my boss told me, you said it's not possible. And she told me, what? It was not my decision at all. Of course, you can do whatever you want, uh, because it's quite difficult for us to find people. Your boss decided that he doesn't want to do it. I said, what? Because he told me the opposite. How is this possible? And that also showed me, okay, I can't trust these people anymore. And um, but it was not so funny at all, because when I gave my assignment, it was also... I couldn't sleep quite well because the decision was made, and yeah, and actually, I was crazy a bit. <laughs> and actually, yeah. like, w like, when did you make that decision for yourself? Because you gave your boss time, you were waiting for his response. Yeah. I guess you were, you were uh, internally, you were obviously waiting for him to maybe still give you a chance. But in what moment did you say, "Okay, screw it," you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I really felt 100% sure that he would say, you will get it. So his first reaction was also tough for me, I have to say, because I didn't expect it. But then I said, okay. And I spoke with my parents, and um, after the first um, discussion I had with him, and they said, uh, come on, be honest, you didn't like it at all. I mean, uh, you, you need each day three hours to get to work and to be home. It's mm -hmm. a long ride. Furthermore, you are complaining about um, your boss a bit, about your colleagues. And I, I worked in the automotive industry, and it's a really, really tough industry. And um, sometimes they are not really nice people. I think you know it. Yeah. And, uh, they said, maybe it's good that this door is closed, my parents said. Mm. And, and I said, yeah, maybe you're right. And as you said before, I have these parents who always supported me and it was the, um, the telephone call I had with them and they said maybe it's good that you can't come back because you don't like mm. your job you find something else and come on otherwise you can move in our flat and uh, we will find a way and that helped me a lot and then I gave him this week and uh, then additional two or three days because he didn't came to me anymore and then I said okay I could And sometimes I think this is what we need. Somebody like uh, your parents in that case who reflect to us, not yeah. all the fears and what can go wrong, but actually who reflect to us like, you know, what, you know, you already have in your life or why it is a good decision to, or uh, uh, why it is good to, to, to listen to your gut feeling and mm -hmm. not get caught up in everybody other's fears, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
But now that I'm talking about it, I also realized in the end it was not my decision. My parents supported me. They helped me. Yeah, so. No, but I mean, you made the decision, but maybe your parents yeah. just helped you, you know, gave you this, this push of, this, yeah, this yeah. last push of energy that, yeah. you know, yeah. you needed. Yeah. And yeah. so what I want, um, and maybe quickly, like, so how long did you end up traveling? Uh, what did you see? Or what could, countries um, did you visit? Yeah, I decided, uh, because I during my journeys, I always met really interesting people from other countries. And it was quite funny. One year ago, I met a guy in um, Vancouver. And he was a German and also from uh, Berlin, which was <laughs> quite funny. And his name is uh, Tora. Um, and he quit his job one and a half year ago and was traveling around the world and he worked in the financial business for more than 10 years and uh, he said the last two years he lived in um, Hong Kong and he said he was partying most of the time or working and he said okay that can't be all in life I mean it's nice for a specific period of time but it's not enough so he decided okay i will quit and i have to find something else something uh, which worth more and um i thought oh wow that's an interesting person and i liked him a lot and he also supported me um hey it's pretty easy to quit your job um and before i always met people who traveled around the world and um so he also gave me the recommendation if you travel once just choose a few countries and stay there longer Mm -hmm. and um, on my bucket list was always i want to travel around the world once because the pacific up to now was always missing Mm -hmm. um, because i had another target in my life which is okay i want to be on each continent before i'm 30 and i did it even antarctica (laughs) i uh, but I never traveled to Pacific. It was always the Atlantic Ocean mm-hmm. or uh, to New Zealand, then the um, Indian Ocean. Um, so I thought, okay, I have to find destinations to travel around the world. And um, my previous company I worked for, they had a factory in Indonesia. And everyone told me, Indonesia is amazing. You have to go there. So I decided the first spot will be Indonesia. And I will start in Bali because I'm practicing yoga. Mm-hmm. And I thought maybe that's a great start for it just to calm down to rest a bit. And then um, I also thought I have to go uh, to New Zealand because I've been there five years ago, uh, but just to the North Island. And the South Island was still missing. And people told me it's much better than the North. So next destination has to be New Zealand. And I spoke with a travel agency and they told me, yeah, there's a nice word around t- ticket from Air New Zealand. So uh, you can have Singapore. From there, you can go to Indonesia, then to New Zealand, wherever you want. Then you have to go to Rarotonga, which is a lovely island. Mm-hmm. And then I said, okay, I want to go also to Machu Picchu. I want to mm-hmm. hike this. And they said, yeah, unfortunately, that's not possible with this world around ticket. But you can go to um, North America, to Canada or U.S. And I said, yeah, I've been to Canada quite often, even to U.S., but I've never been to San Francisco. And he said, okay, with this ticket is possible. And then we will buy an additional flight to Peru. Mm -hmm. You can stay there and you can come back. And he said, okay, I will stay for six weeks in Indonesia, for six weeks in New Zealand, for six weeks in Peru. Mm -hmm. 
And so the uh, road around journey was for four months planned. Mm-hmm. And then thought, okay, two additional months, I would like to travel then in Europe to meet family and friends. That was the plan. Yeah. Awesome. And I also did it like this, <laughs> approximately. Yeah, it was amazing. I just can't recommend it. It was great. You meet so many nice people. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm also a huge advocate of traveling because mm-hmm. uh, I can just uh, yeah confirm the ex- like the power of the experience and the people that you meet from that. That was actually like the inspiration also for the podcast, really. But yeah. let's I mean, let's let's take it a little bit back, because what uh, I haven't mentioned yet is like we actually met around eight years ago. Oh, gosh. Yeah, true. Eight years ago in China, in Kunshan, for everybody <laughs> who is not familiar with Kunshan, but uh, it's a city close to Shanghai. I was there for an internship, and you were actually my boss there. And um, when I met you, you know, <clears throat> I would say, like, the Ziv that I met then was very different, just, like, let's say, from a level of groundedness, from a level of... Um, knowing herself uh, also from the ability of being able to cope with stress other people's expectations and stuff like that was a very different story and I think like this is also like something that many people struggle with and probably even more women than men because we get so hung up on other people's expectations about us and wanting to live up (laughs) to almost everybody's expectation um so what would you say like was a little bit the the backstory of your whole journey like what was that that moment where you would say like has kicked this whole self-discovery journey let's just title it like that off where you said where you had like maybe uh this moment where you said like you know I, I can't I can't live like that anymore because I know you were you were struggling with a lot of stress and pressure. Yeah, just back yeah, then. that's true. Yeah, yeah. And as you mentioned, we met in China, and I was not really confident. I still um, remember um, this meeting we had in Kunshan, uh, where we talked about the organization of an event, and you were sitting close to me, and I was not really confident during this time. Because most of the time, I no always, I worked in um, male industry, and the people were um, uh, double of my age. And uh, when they said something, I, I I was almost whispering. And um, you were sitting close to me, and you told me, "What's wrong with you? I couldn't hear you." Uh, most of the time but you were right why do you react like this you know me in a different way and I said I thought oh my gosh yeah see she's right but I was not happy at all during this time Um, and it happened also uh, while I was in my last position that I was not really happy Um, and um, as I told you before it was automotive industry which is quite tough But I also learned a lot how to negotiate, for example. And um, I have to say, maybe it wasn't my position, but when I talked with um, buyers or purchasers, they were always rough and quite emotional. And I didn't like this 
at all. And sometimes they were also screaming at me. And sometimes it was also in a personal way that they said, you are stupid, for example. Mm. And I said, come on, this is respectless. And during this time, I already learned um, to be more confident. Uh, so I changed already during these eight years. Mm. Um, but, but I realized that's not all what I want. Uh, I want to be happy. As I told you before, I was in this unhealthy relationship. I was um, always um, nervous and I didn't know why. And I couldn't be alone at all. I mean, I spent a weekend alone and I thought, okay, I can be alone. But if it mm. was a bit longer, I realized I, I cried. So something is going wrong here and I need to change something. I need to find myself. And, and what were maybe so people can also understand a bit the situation better like what were your let's say eight years ago or ten years ago or like more or less um in that beginning let's say of your uh, professional um career like what were your beliefs around you know life or career like yeah yeah for my career i mean i'm i i have great parents and they always uh teach me you have to be honest uh, you have uh, to be open-minded and you always have to do your best um, and um, then uh, I was at university and I realized okay life is not like this and there are also lazy people for example um, and um, who, who are just focused on career. And as I told you before, my parents, they are from middle class, mm. from working class. And um, my dad, he worked during this time on a construction site and he lost his job three or four years. And sometimes they didn't even pay um, his uh, wage and they met at court again. And then um, the guy said, okay, uh, That was your fault because you didn't check the company. And I, I thought, oh, my gosh, are you kidding me? I mean, he's a normal worker. He's not like ours. He even can't uh, use a laptop, for example. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, and also when we had case studies uh, at university and um, they said, okay, um, the company is not in the best situation. What would you do? My colleagues... Uh, always said yeah we have to fire people and I know what it means because my family was struggling a lot with it luckily my mom had a job and she could pay the rent because without my mom I didn't know how to do that mm. and so I thought okay I don't want to be such a person at all but I also had these big dreams okay I will have a big career I will be a manager and I will be responsible for some guys maybe 10 or 20 and then I started my first job in the same company as you did and I realized oh my gosh people in this management level they're not nice mm. to be honest and I also realized it doesn't worth it because they spend so much time at work it's not a 40 hour week It's more 60 or 70 hour a week. But they have kids at home. Mm. They have a wife at home. And I thought, no, I don't want to have this. And I was a bit frustrated about it. And I thought, okay, what can I do? And luckily, uh, when I started my first job, I had a nice boss. And he supported me a lot. And he also teached me 
just take me as your idol to find out, okay, what do you like? What would you like to give when you are a boss, for example, to, the, uh, to your um, colleagues or to your employees, but also see what you don't like. Mm -hmm. And even in your small world, you can change something because it's wrong how people say, yeah, but I'm too small. I can't change anything. That's not true because I realized, okay, he's giving a compliment, for example, mm -hmm. that that supports people so much they don't want to have uh, the bonus is always nice but you spend it and you don't think about it anymore but if your boss tells you hey well done good job that's amazing that pushes you so much and i also realize i say this quite often to some colleagues when my boss is telling me about others hey they did a great job but they don't tell these guys And I realized, hey, by the way, this guy said you did a great job. And I could see that in their face, how proud they were. And they were asking me, did they really say this? Yeah, yeah, they did. Mm. And that, that's amazing. And this is what I realized I also want to give back. So yeah. So if, if I hear you, then let's say when you started out, and I, and I, I can identify myself with that. Like when, when I started out, I also thought like, okay, I want to make a great mm -hmm. career. And uh, I mean, that obviously involves becoming a leader or a manager. And um, so you started out like this, but <clears throat> what were then maybe the, let's say the fears or worries or beliefs that you had or, or expectations you had around yourself as being an employee or like you said, when you were sitting at that table uh, that kept you like being quiet or small. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I feel this yeah. is what happens to to a lot of women out there who don't raise their voice, who just, you know, accept people running them over. So, like, what are some of the worries or fears that you had? Yeah, that's true. And um, as I told you, on the one hand, I saw, okay, the price is too high. On the one hand, to have this career, I think it doesn't worth it. And as you said, uh, uh I, I had a lot of meetings, especially when you are young and when you are a woman. And most of the rest of the table, there were just men and they were in their 50s. And mm -hmm. I was in the beginnings of my 20s. And that scared me sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, luckily, when I lived in Munich and I worked there, there was a nice guy. He was the head of engineering department. And he saw this, how I was struggling. And once after a meeting, he came to me and I was so angry because no one was listening to me. Of, of course, I, I was not so confident like the men, uh, um, how they, yeah, I'm the best. And I was not loud. I was almost whispering. So... Uh, but then another colleague sitting close to me, he said the same. And they said, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. And that made me so angry. And I said, come on, I said it. It was not his idea at all. So this um, colleague came to me and he said, Ziv, you are doing wrong because you were right at all. But you have to be more confident. You have to be um, more loud in your voice because your ideas are amazing. If you want, I can be your mentor and you can be my mentee and we will work on it together. So he was the final person who helped me to overcome this and um, yeah, to, to learn a lot how to handle people. Because he also said, you have a big advantage in this business. You are a woman. Use it. Mm. that was great because you can play with it 
Uh, as well, it's not always negative that you are a woman. It can be also an advantage. And I realized, yeah, he's right because people are reacting on this when you are smiling. Because most men they think, okay, I have to be rough and I have to look really um, how and to say serious, mm. yeah, intimidating, showing no emotions that will help you a lot. And he said, no, you have to smile and use your uh, femininity. And yeah, what was, what, but what was your, your own uh, actually image about, you know, how you would have to behave as a woman in that kind of uh, environment? Yeah, you, you have to be tough. You have to be rude. Mm -hmm. um, you are not allowed to show emotions. Mm -hmm. But I'm not such a person. And um, I thought, okay, and this other guy, the, my mentor that mm -hmm. I saw okay it can be also another way uh, and it can work out I mean he's in a management position he's leading 20 people and they all respect him and even the level above him respect him so I realized it is possible but he was the first time first one mm -hmm. I saw who can do like this who can have fun Uh, but also, on the other hand, he's serious and people respect him and he has an amazing career. So he's my idol. And I said, okay, I would like to become somehow like you. Help me. So uh, we implemented um, a meeting where we met uh, once per month. And we had a lot of meetings together. So uh, we had a lot of examples where he told me, hey, here, you did a great job. Um, here, it was not so good. I mean, the content was right, but you didn't uh, present it in a proper way. So within, I think, six months, I improved so much and I became so confident. That was great. And now we are friends. <laughs> He's my best friend in the end. So that's the best part of it. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So when uh, you look back... Mm. when you or actually let me let me go to this point so how did you then manage going from being this let's say loud uh or from okay. this expectation of being having to be uh, a rude loud um tough uh, <laughs> emotionless uh person to actually you know becoming what is what is the current actually image that you have of uh, you yourself wanting to be a leader how do you want to show up and how did you get to that point yeah um, for me I show emotions now because I realize that helps a lot and always when I have a meeting for example with a customer I try to smile at least to, to laugh with them together because that helps a lot I also try to uh, talk about some personal stuff like vacation for example or what did they do the last weekend that you have a kind of a connection and um also during my meetings two weeks ago for example i got uh, i had a um, kickoff meeting of a project um and uh, after that people told me wow it's the first kickoff meeting we had like this it's amazing and i was a bit confused because from for me it was normal and they said no it was the first time like this and Uh, two people told me separately and they said just because of you because what I'm doing I'm straight mm -hmm. I'm direct you can have fun with me a lot but there's also a line and over that you shouldn't go because I mean we can make a lot of jokes but if 
they say something, yeah, come on, I mean, to get this business, just wear a black dress and you will get this order, for example, or yeah, just flirt with the customer, then this is not funny anymore because I worked hard for this position to get this. And I mean, I'm also not telling my male colleagues and in general, they also don't tell each other, yeah, come on, then uh, wear a shirt without sleeves, for example, or don't wear a shirt. No one would do that. So why is it allowed to say this to a woman? Yeah. But for me, it's important to be straight to be focused on the one hand but also having fun because you spend so much time at work uh, more than at home with your family and friends so i try to have this combination of fun but also being focused and i got the feedback from a lot of colleagues that they really love to work with me but when i am not funny anymore they know okay now it's serious <laughs> you have to work on it <laughs> Yeah, and maybe sometimes I think maybe it's not sometimes. I think this is very important for girls out there to realize. You know, you have to draw uh, a, a line. Like this is funny, but this uh, we we you don't want to cross that line with me. Like you said, um, actually, it's it's very funny. I read a book. Uh, I don't know, two, three weeks ago from Abby Wombach, and um, she said she was called to give. Um, a speech at a graduation or no at a, at a company sorry at a company and uh then the 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 man said oh yeah but could you please you know adapt your content so that you know it's also applicable for the men or that they can you know uh, mm-hmm. get get um value out of that and she said um I'm going to do that if you ask every other male speaker to do the same for women so that women can um yeah get the best out of their you know perspective yeah. and so i love this because like you said nobody would ever say to a man hey yeah. <laughs> you know just go yeah. without a shirt to the meeting or just yeah you know um yeah whatever start flirting yeah wear short trousers or what do i know <laughs> so why is it allowed to tell a woman yeah just wear a sexy dress and then we will get it I, that's respectless yeah, to that's my disrespectful. mind and they won't tell each other and Men always think, yeah, I have to be rude and I have to be tough and you're not allowed to show emotions at all. It's not necessary. And I think, for example, in your private life, do you really like it if people treat you like this? Mm -hmm. I I don't think so. And we are all humans. So even when uh, you are in the industry, of course, you want to be um, treated respectful and why not talking about something personal why not laughing together why Mm. not um having a good time and at the same time the result of the project can be really really good and i think much better when you do it like this yeah i totally agree yeah i totally agree so um what would you say then besides the mentoring has helped you uh, to basically develop this this courage and self-confidence about you over the last years that has also shifted this uh, mentality from actually you know thinking that you deserve to go through something um you know let's say negative or not so um yeah positive for you to shifting your mind to you know I actually deserve this good thing I don't deserve yeah. this other shit I deserve to yeah. be happy I deserve to be fulfilled I deserve to travel like 
what helped you shift the mindset mm -hmm. and so, develop this kind of self-confidence in you? So on the one hand, as I mentioned already, a lot of times my parents mainly, um, that was a big supporter at all. But also um, when I worked for my previous company, um, I gained almost each year one kilogram roundabout. <laughs> And uh, so we, once we had a, my company offered a test to find out, okay, how old are you? Mm -hmm. And it came up, I was 31 during this time, but uh, the test result said you're 50. Wow. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my gosh. I did the same or probably similar test and it came back to me like I was 16 years old and when I was, I don't know, 30, I guess. So like, and even my colleague who was 42 or so, he was 26 biologically. So when you say like you got back 50, I'm like, what? Yeah. So the result showed me, okay, you are in your 50s plus you're fat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I really, really like this test. And this frustrated me. And I thought, okay, I have to change something because I realized I'm not happy, but I thought, okay, it's mainly because of the stress at this work. But I think it was also that I didn't treat myself uh, mm. in a respectful way anymore. But I didn't know how to do that. So I decided, okay, um, I would do some sport, more sport than I did. Because I already went to the gym, but nothing happened. So I started to ride my bike to work, uh, which were um, 23 kilometers one way. And I did it two times per week. So it was... Um, then approximately 100 kilometers per week and i realized okay i'm i saw you to this i am losing weight but it was not like this because i also changed my habit of um food what uh, i eat um and um so I ate more vegetarian stuff or vegan mm -hmm. uh, vegan stuff, but without knowing it, I, 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 I was just curious and tried it. And that helped me to lose weight. And my colleagues, after three months, they said, hey, you are much more relaxed now since you're riding your bike. And I thought, mm -hmm. yeah, that's true. And, but finally, I found out it was not that I did more exercise. It was more that I changed my food habit in mm. the end and then I read some and I also practice yoga mm -hmm. I started to do that and that helped me a lot because on the one hand it's good for your body because I, I sit a lot in the office and I had a lot of pain in my neck especially and in my back mm. and that helped me and when I don't do that for three days I already realized okay I have to do more in it mm. I, I miss it already um, and also meditation was part of it so it was this combination of um, exercises, but mainly changing my food behavior that helped me a lot. And then I read books about uh, blood diets, for example, mm. or about Ayurveda. And it was interesting because then I realized, oh my gosh, I'm, re I'm eating according to um, the type of person I am. Uh, without knowing it, that mm. I changed. In general. And I think that's the reason why I'm so happy or more happy. Um, and yeah, I think this was the main reason. So w when did you start out? Uh, when did you start with changing those kind of habits with starting to bike first? Like, 
Yeah, it was um, three. No, it was two years ago. Yeah, because I started my uh, journey one year ago, and I started two years ago with this test. I got this result in January. So then um, I started to uh, to ride my bicycle to work in March because before it was a bit yeah. too cold to do that. Um, then I also started to change my food habits. Then I traveled, and I was much more relaxed. I was much more happy, and I met great people and uh, then I made this decision okay I want to have more I want to learn more about myself because I'm not at the end of the road mm -hmm. um, there are still things I need to find out because I'm still kind of a bit nervous and I want to learn how to be alone for example um, because I think it's good because most of the people maybe 99% of the people at least I know mm -hmm. they can't be alone mm. to and it, it is not easy it sounds easy but it's not and I'm not talking about a weekend yeah. I'm talking a week or maybe two weeks and now I or love even it months. yeah even a month yeah it's it's actually, great actually I, so, well I mean now it's difficult with a kid and a, let's say a family but <laughs> before I actually really enjoyed like being yeah. by myself or just you know I mean, I also love like making new experiences with other people. Don't get me wrong, but sometimes it's yeah. just like leave me the fuck alone, and I just want to have like my time. So yeah. I realized I need this to mm -hmm. find out I'm happy or not, because w when you meet people or uh, like family or friends, uh, you communicate with them, you interact with them, and you don't realize if you are happy or not, mm. because. Yeah, you don't have time to think about yourself. And I realized, okay, I need this time with myself. And if I'm sad, if I'm crying, I know, okay, something is going wrong here. So I have to work on it. And therefore, these moments are important for me. And I, yeah, it, for me, it's necessary to have these moments just for myself. And it doesn't mean that... Um, I'm just sitting in a dark room or something like this. It's just also laying down in my hammock, um, reading a book or mm. just listening to some music. And after a while, yeah, you just stop what you are doing. And then um, I'm thinking about my life, about the next steps in my life. And since last year, I'm always laughing. And um, yeah, I, I love my life. I'm so happy that I did this. It helped me a lot. What would you say... Uh, was uh, the biggest, let's say, mental transformation on the mindset. Because one thing is, of course, let's say the physical activity and the nutrition is also very important for the body. But what was, let's say, the biggest mind shift that happened to you? I'm, ha I'm a happier person now and I'm much more confident. And I realized, okay, uh, you You just need time for yourself, but also with family and friends. What I realized during my journeys, for example, when I meet people, um, when I have an appointment with a person, for example, there's no other date after that because I don't know how it will end up and I think it's not respectful for the other one. So I, I want to keep it open. And what I also realized is um, 
when you just have a face-to-face -face talk with them, they're much more honest, which is also interesting because I learned so much about this people. I mean, I, I love meeting a lot of people in a big group, but you don't talk in a personal way because people are afraid um, of showing emotions. And especially in, in, in business, they think it's something bad when you cry. But for me, it's the best you can show. And... Um, yeah, and I think, why not? Uh, you can even cry and think, okay, I don't feel well. Because a lot of people ask, hey, how are you? And mainly, yeah, I'm fine. And But you can see in their face, yeah. they are not. But most of the people, they don't listen. They don't look. And it's so obvious. And I realize that also in my past, people, uh, they ask you, but they don't care about the answer. Yeah. Mostly, they want to talk about themselves, I also realized. And... I realized, okay, respect people more, um, really listening to them, looking at them, give them the impression that they are the most important person right now in this moment. And you will also learn a lot about them then. Mm. And what has helped yeah. you regain respect for yourself? Um, to, to tell myself that I deserve it. I deserve being happy um although i mean no one is perfect and i did mistakes as you did and also the people who are listening now to this podcast but learn out of it and forgive yourself mm -hmm. this i learned during my journey i had to forgive myself some of the things i did uh, i i was not proud of it um but it doesn't help the people i heard it because uh, right now with all these uh, social media you can check out a lot and of course people who are posting um videos or pictures they just show the happy moments and mm. not when they are sad or uh, frustrated or stressed and then i looked at these people and said oh my gosh they're all so happy and i deserve not being happy but on the other hand, I do the same. I mean, I also just post on Facebook, for example, yeah, I'm at this place right now, drinking this cocktail, meeting these people. And then I talk with friends uh, from abroad that, wow, you have a great time. I have the impression you're just traveling. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, I also have my daily business, but it's just what you want to show, yeah. that person you want to show. And um, I realized, okay, I have to forgive myself because life is going on mm. and uh, I'm just losing time and um, it, it doesn't worth it. They already forgave you. You have to forgive yourself. I love, I love that. I think sometimes, like probably most of the time, we are our biggest critic, really. We are yeah. harsher on ourselves than anybody else around us. Um, from personal experience also, like I... I, even though I always think consciously that, um, I don't know, if I do X, Y, Z, my parents will be disappointed or whatever. They're not going to love me if I do this and that. But this is like all just this story made up in our head. But in the end, it's not your parents. It's not your friends. It's not your spouse, your wife, your kids who will be more disappointed. It's you being disappointed with yourself you're being harsh like probably many cases where people wouldn't even you know pay attention to what you are like what you're worrying about 
but you but we like blow sometimes things too much up for ourselves and put like yeah we 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 um punish ourselves much more than anybody else so i love the fact that you know like you said time will move on and time will pass by so you can either you know choose to be happy and forgive yourself Mm -hmm. about it and give yourself learn something the permission yeah exactly learn something and give yourself the permission to let it go or you can continue you know the same amount of time moving forward always you know dragging this i don't know big let's say um i don't know car or wagon with you Mm -hmm. loaded with with i don't know fears worries and all that kind of um memories this is totally i totally agree and um i think you also had it already um and what i realized for people when you give them a compliment for example mm. they don't accept it mm. normally they say i was not a big deal of course but when you criticize them yeah i totally agree you're right this they accept and that's so funny as, as you said you also have to forgive yourself and uh, also yeah you have to respect yourself and that's quite interesting with these compliments you see it so often it's so Mm. common that people don't accept a compliment but critics always nice always amazing Mm. why yeah it it makes no sense but i mean i guess the the reason is because the majority of us grows up with being criticized something we're not living up to somebody else's expectations so we think that you know this is real about us but as you say like we like you have to come to a point of realization where you where you see that whatever anybody says about you even if they have some criticism it is not towards you as a person it's about the thing it's about the result it's about maybe a behavior but it has nothing to do with you and what i also want everybody listening to realize is like whatever you say to yourself it's like if you say oh i'm so stupid i'm not good enough uh i'm ugly i'm fat i'm whatever everything that you yourself say about yourself to yourself goes straight into your mind and it's just like accepted as 100 percent truth your mind will not argue with that in comparison to if Zeev would say to me like olga you're stupid then my mind would be like well um, maybe it's not the case because I have had I don't know how many experiences were that proved me differently or maybe you actually allow your mind to trick yourself into uh, you know approving what the other person is saying but this is up to you and you have to realize actually it has nothing to do with you it's about the fear of the other person like when people told you like are you crazy what if you don't have a medical insurance it's like you said Mm -hmm. i haven't even thought about it it's not your fear it's the other people's fear so you have to draw a line and say like you know thank you for for worrying about me but you know this is your fear keep it to yourself (laughs) yeah yeah i totally agree yeah and for me for example yoga helped a lot to be um more um, respectful with myself because I just have this body and um, this body brings me uh, from A to B for example so how you treat your body and this means exercises but also mental things Mm -hmm. as you said telling yourself hi 
I'm a good person. Of course, I have my mistakes. Everyone has it. But see more the positive things because that will support you. And work on these positive things because that's the reason uh, why people like you, why they want to spend mm. time with you and not because, yeah, you have this bad habit. I mean, we all have it somehow. But work on the positive things. and But also don't forget the bad ones. I mean, I don't want to say it in this way. Also work on this and try um, to overcome it and um, also to forgive yourself. But, um, yeah, also see the bright side in life, <laughs> as the song says. Yeah. yeah. And like I just said, whatever you say to yourself is truth to you. So like Steve said, yeah. change the negative conversation for the positive. And even if you might not believe it in that moment, say it anyway. Like, yeah. I am beautiful. Yeah. I am happy. Like a mantra. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, I am fun. I'm loving. I'm caring. I am whatever it is that you want to feel. I am enough. Say that yeah, to yourself. I'm yeah. worthy. Um, mm -hmm. So if you like look back also um let's say on on the back end of the of your whole journey and also now the experience that you made uh traveling the last year um what do you think has most transformed about the way you see yourself now about the way you value yourself now yeah uh, i'm more grounded this i realized um i mean i um I was always an emotional person in both directions. I can be really, really happy and you, I'm totally excited for something. But on the other hand, I can be also really, really sad. And that was quite difficult for me as well because you're jumping from one direction to the other direction and that takes a lot of energy. Mm. And this is what I said. I, I was nervous somehow and I realized, okay, I don't want to be like this. And during my journey, I, I was more grounded, more relaxed, and it was so interesting after the four months of traveling around the world and meeting my family and friends, they said, oh my gosh, it's, it's amazing, you, uh, you found your middle finally, and my parents especially said, it's great, this is what we always want to see, that you are um, like, and also other friends, that was so funny, they said, you're so slowly. <laughs> how you walk, how you talk, how you think. <laughs> it was so interesting. But this is what I mean. Um, yeah, I I found myself in the end. And of course, now that I'm back in business, in the beginning, it was a bit difficult because I'm, I'm not working anymore in um, automotive industry, but in industry in general. So it's still tough, but it's not so rude anymore. Um, in the first time, it was a bit difficult because uh, I'm always a person who want to do the best. Mm -hmm. And then you have your first project and you think, okay, I have to do that. I have to do that. And you have to have, you have this deadline. And um, so it was the first month was not so easy for me because after this journey and all these experiences, you feel like a Zen master yeah. and you think you know everything in life. And then you think, okay, and now it's over. Um, I, I don't know. And, um, but I, I think that's normally after such a journey. And now I'm, I'm back and I'm still grounded. I mean, it's not the same like last year during traveling because what you have to realize also is I woke up and I didn't, I didn't have any plans, but I always went to bed 
with a big smile and it was a great day at all. And so I had 12 to 14 hours per day just for myself. Mm -hmm. Now you're working, <laughs> you have to work for 8 to 10 hours. So for yourself, you still have four hours maybe. Yeah. And um, that was quite difficult for me, but um, I, 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 I'm still practicing one most of the things I learned, as I told you before, when I meet people, I don't want to have an additional date later. Mm -hmm. I prefer to meet just one person instead of a big group. Um, yeah, and I also want to be alone sometimes. I'm still doing my yoga. I'm still eating in an Ayurveda way. I need this. I'm still riding my bike. I'm still hiking. So I try to treat myself respectful, but also people I meet, I try um, to treat them respectful. Is there a side of Ziv that you did, didn't know existed up until you went on that uh, around the world trip? No, not at all. I mean, um, some, I don't some have side of yourself that you got to know. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm not really a, re no, not at all. I, I'm not a religious person, but um, I had a tough time when my best friend died a mm -hmm. few years ago. And uh, this was the time I had, we had this mentor menti thing, who, the guy who's now my best friend. And he introduced me to angels, for example, mm -hmm. because I was always jealous about religious people who are believing in God, because I thought it's, it's easier for them when they are in a bad situation and they have to overcome it. They can say, okay, um, God made this decision and um, he uh, told me, okay, I can handle it somehow. So for me, I, I didn't have this. Mm. And with these angels and um, he introduced me to it, uh, that helped me to overcome this situation, this death of my friend. And he told me, they are always around you. They respect you. and uh, But you have to ask them. Mm -hmm. And I do that sometimes. When, when I was really, really sad and I missed my friend, I said, please uh, help me that I stop crying. And it happened immediately, mm. uh, which is interesting. And I mean, I, I know it, it sounds weird for some of the listeners now, uh, you need this experience. And I also didn't believe in it before because I'm not a religious person at all. Um, but it helps me in the end. And I, and I don't hurt anyone with it. So why not? For me, it's good. And during my journey, um, yeah, I, uh, I have a stronger relationship now to these angels, let's say like this, but also to myself. I also realized I don't need these angels. Sometimes mm. I just need confidence in myself and uh, I can do whatever I want as long as I don't hurt anyone. So if, let's say, tomorrow would be your your last day and um, knowing what you have been through and all the things that you have learned, what are three pieces of wisdom that you would like to pass on to like six-year-old Eve that you want to that you want her to know about life about how to approach it about herself whatever it is like y you want this little girl to have to know that this is true and that this is what she should you know keep in mind follow whatever in her life yeah yeah so most important thing um uh, 
your parents are always there for you. Um, because whatever I went through, and as I mentioned before, not everything was fine and funny in my life. They were always there for me. Um, other thing is, um, enjoy life. You just have this life. And even if people are not nice to you, and for example, I live in Berlin and here the traffic is horrible sometimes. And I ride my bike and the bikers are always against the car drivers. But no one is doing anything to bother you. Just calm down, relax. I mean, you want to have a good time. They want to have a good time. And I don't want to teach you, hey, you did something wrong. And I mean, I also do mistakes. So try to enjoy, try to relax. Um, and um, the third thing is spend time also with friends. Yeah. For me, family, friends, and yourself. Treat yourself also in a good way. And yeah, take it as it is. There are bad things in life, but 99% is good. Awesome. So is there anything that you want to like leave our listeners with? Like mm, knowing, you know, like I said, also, I mean, one thing is you personally um, at, as your younger self, but um, like you probably also have, have gotten to know a lot of people on your journey um, in your environment where you see like this is something like, you know, This is just something that I want you all to know because maybe this is popping up so much and you're like, why? <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, yeah. what would you yeah. like to share with our listeners? Yeah, so first of all, trust yourself, uh, forgive yourself, respect yourself because then you can give it uh, to others. And if you have a dream, do it. And don't say maybe in 10 years, maybe in 30 years, or when I retired. You never know if you will reach this age. Why not now? And most of it uh, are boundaries in your head mm. and not from the society. And of course, uh, I also was a bit scared sometimes. I mean, before uh, I went to the airport, one month before, I got crazy. I really got crazy. And I thought, oh my gosh, what the hell am <laughs> I doing here? You give up this good job with this amazing salary. You're leaving your family and friends. You're traveling around. You don't know anybody. How can you do that? And uh, I, I had, I, I told you before, I had a long ride to go home. So I had this amazing feeling for one and a half hour. And when I was at home, I had to vomit, to be honest, because <laughs> I was freaking out. And the funny thing is, um, and I think this is also an, an, an angel moment, a friend of mine, uh, she wrote me then, maybe after I was at home, five minutes later, she was at the airport, she got a sabbatical, mm -hmm. and she said, hey, I'm right now at the gate, I'm doing it, you will do it in one month. And it feels so good. You will enjoy it so much. And I just texted her back. You have no idea how much I needed this message right now. And I know maybe it's not the perfect moment. But can I ask you if you're also freaked out sometimes? <laughs> hey, that's quite normal. But right now I'm so excited, so energetic. And this is what I want to tell the listeners. Um, you have dreams. Try 
to work on this to make them real mm. and um you never know what will happen do it now or plan it in a proper way of course you don't need to quit your job it can be also something much smaller mm. but uh, don't dream your dream try to live your dream awesome and so one <clears throat> what would be your one advice to all the the girls who are listening who find themselves you know in a job where they feel um i don't know stressed out maybe even having close to burnout who feel like very pressured who feel like i don't know they have no other option maybe like um this is the way a job is supposed to be who are maybe like you are having experiences where they are the only girls or in a very male uh, dominated area where they feel like their voice is not being heard what is some advice that you can give them um yeah. to change up their situation because yeah. this is what sorry this is what i want all of you to know like sometimes we feel like we are the only ones who are going through this but mm -hmm. Really, if you start <clears throat> connecting and talking to people, and like Zeev said earlier, when you start being um, honest and allow your emotions, you know, to share your emotions, you will notice that actually not everybody's or nobody's life is just like the way you see it on Instagram or Facebook. Mm -hmm. People have mm -hmm. so ma so much shit that they don't want the world mm -hmm. to see, that they are so afraid of, that they don't want, you know, anybody to know about. And so you are not the only one, okay? So, um, yeah, I, I just wanted to say that because sometimes we are misled with all that pretty yeah. images. And so what yeah, is something true. that you can... Uh, just as a final, let's say, comment, um, give some advice to those women and girls who are listening. Yeah, first of all, be proud being a woman uh, and use this uh, because men are reacting on this. And this is, as I mentioned uh, before, this is an advantage, to be honest. Smile, because men, they don't do that because they are thinking it's uh, not good and this um, uh, will bring them in a bad situation. Sometimes also flirt with them. Why not? I mean, you can control it. It helped me a lot, I have to say. But use it in a proper way. Um, don't misuse it. This is also important. Sometimes you can use it to get what you want. But if you do it all the time, no one will respect you anymore. So um, be careful with it and yeah be confident also i and as you mentioned before we are all struggling sometimes and i think most of us going through it in in this level we are working on and um that's quite normal but um yeah work on it and maybe you have the luck to find someone like me a mentor who supports you try to find this person ask him Uh, if he can help you to improve somehow that they respect you and that they listen to you, uh, how, how to do that if you can't do it by yourself. Otherwise, try uh, when you are in a meeting to, um, yeah, to be loud, to be tough sometimes, but uh, always respectful, love, yeah, This is what I would like to give them. 
And I think most importantly, if you don't like your situation, change it. Because yeah. like, this is not happening to you. Um, life is happening for you. If you're going through yeah. some challenging time, it's always with the purpose of you having to learn something out of it. So yeah. reflect on it, learn on it, but don't be stuck in it. Yeah, and always tell yourself you don't deserve it. I mean, we are all you going. Do, you deserve better. Tapped. Yeah, you deserve better. Yeah, you deserve better. And it's not okay. Yeah, because you're a bad person, or what do I know? You deserve this situation. It's not true. You deserve better, as you said. And sometimes it's just a specific period of time. So don't quit your job because the last two months were difficult. Mm. But um, we are all going through this. But try to change it somehow. And if it's not possible, then try to change the complete situation. And even quit your job mm. because. That doesn't work. It. You just have this life. Make the best out of it. It's so good, really. It's so good. And there are just these small things in life. For example, on Friday, I left the office at three o'clock already. I put my hammock um, in the balcony. I ate my ice cream in the sun. Oh my gosh, this is like vacation for me. And you don't need more than this. Just some uh, good uh, companion, for example, something warm like a tea or ice cream, uh, some sun. That's all what you need. They're not these big things. They're not these cars, these dresses that makes you happy. They're just these little moments for yourself. Mm, I love that. So <laughs> everybody listening, girls, I hope, I hope you really took some valuable, you know, insights for yourself from Ziv's journey. Because like I said, I think This is um, representative of so many of us. And I'm so happy that you shared your story so openly with all the ups and downs. And it's so great to see you now in such a happy place because I know it's very difficult, you know, to, to judge when you don't know the person. But I have seen like Ziv developing from where we started out together to now. And when she came back from that trip, I, like like even your 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 family and friends said like it was a total change and so I'm so happy that you found that happy place for yourself so thank you so thank much for participating so much. and being with us you're welcome thank you so much really thank you so much for this opportunity thank you so much for tuning into the thrive podcast and spending your precious time with us If you found this episode valuable and think that others could benefit from it too, please share it with your network, friends, and family. I would also be forever grateful if you could go over to iTunes and leave us an honest review about the show. And if you have a comment, question, or topic that you would like to see covered on the show, go to algamuller.com slash thrivepodcast. So see you next week, girl. And until then, don't forget that you were meant to thrive.